Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Heavenly Gaze. Today is a very special episode. We have our dearly beloved Tabitha, writer, poet, sister, encourager, speaker, all you can think of and the above. That's Tabitha. So we're so excited to have her on the podcast today. And we're even recording some of it. Some of us can you can see some of our faces. You can't see some of our faces, but it is what it is. <laughs> We're so excited to be here and to share the gospel. Today's topic is about purpose, so just tune in. And if you're really enjoying it so far, if you've enjoyed the intro, if you've enjoyed everything that's happened so far, share with your friends, share with your WhatsApp group chat, share with all your loved ones, because it's going to be a great session today. Thank you. I don't know why I said thank you, but amen. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, guys. Honestly, just to talk about purpose and the impact that knowing your purpose has on your life in general. Um, so when we think about purpose, it can be seen as the reason for something's existence, the reason for being, um, that can be for an object, that can be for like an item, that can be for anything. But what is our purpose and the human idea of purpose is one, the reason we were born, the reason we're put on the earth. So when we think about purpose and, and how important it is to know something's purpose, it is, it, is, it is quite fundamental almost, because if the purpose for something is not known, it is likely to be abused. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know how to use something properly, if you don't know why it exists, things often go wrong. Um, if you don't know the purpose of a, I don't know, of a pencil sharpener and you stick your finger inside, that's going to cause, cause damage to you. So I think in the same way, if we don't know the purpose that we are here on this earth, we're likely to cause damage to ourselves, not really fulfill all the things that we are called to do. Well, I, I actually agree with that. And I think one thing about that is that in, in terms of our walk with God as Christian women, we have to understand that our purpose, our sole purpose is intimacy with God. We will put on this earth to worship him first and foremost. And I yeah. think intimacy and identity has to be achieved before God can activate your, you know, calling purpose, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think before any of that, you have to be solidified in intimacy because yeah. it's a thing where, our, if our primary goal is to, to worship God and to be with him and we can't even manage that what makes you think you'll be able to sustain a call upon your life that is obviously great because God knows the plans he has for us plans to prosper us not to harm us plans to give us hope and the future we know that our God is a great God meaning he doesn't skimp out on the greatness whatever mm. he does he does it big and he does it grand because he is a great God mm. and if that is the plan God has for us we need to spend as much time as we can developing our roots and our foundation in Christ Jesus before anything mm. and anyone else. And yeah. I, I see it as like a cup. You know, I'm trying to pour out to you guys and I'm not even filled nor connected to the source first. It's mm. draining and it's actually pretense because it's not from a place of love. It's now from a place of works, you know. Mm. It, it's not actually authentic to who Christ is, but more so what can I do for self? And I think that's actually a very, very dangerous place to be when we try to, you know, rush, oh, what's my purpose? People say all the time, that Tabitha said, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? We, the question we should be asking is how is your intimacy? how's your intimacy with God because what will happen is your intimacy will provide you with the character to to, to sustain the call of God upon your life and I really think a lot of times as Christians we try to really oh you know I haven't read my Bible today we kind of normalize it I know don't get me wrong guys this walk is not easy anyone who tells you this walk is lying to you that's great I mean so that's that's not great (laughs) but um this walk isn't easy, but people, you know, all the time, I oh, haven't read my Bible to say, you know, oh, God feels far, you know, excuses, excuses, excuses. But there has to come a time when we take accountability for our, our walk with God, our faith, and we actively build intimacy because 
if there's no intimacy, there's no grounding. Who are you connected to? What is your root? Who are you established in? If it's not Christ, it's wealthy. That means that it's unstable, it's fickle, and it's a shaky foundation. And I just think that really, really before, pur- well, purpose is intimacy, I personally believe. What do you guys kind of think about that? Can I just bounce off on you right there? Because sure, um, sure. one thing that, uh, that I would say, I know Precious introduced me as, you know, speaker, poet, all of these things. Um, a very funny story. I remember finding out about the secret place or the idea of the secret place from my church. We had a Bible study back in maybe like November or something, November 2019. And I was like, wow, I didn't know this was a thing. I, you know, spending time just intimately with God in that way. Cause I guess I'm a baby Christian. It's only been like just over a year since I was saved. But, um, but yeah, so then they told me about the secret place and I said, okay, then I'm just going to go. I'm just going to spend some time just literally on my floor, you know, Bible open just with soaking music and really just, start to just get into the presence of God, like intentionally, if that makes sense. Um, And literally on that same night, my first spoken word was written. Like it just came, it was like inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I feel like until there was a level of intimacy, until there was a level of communion, I couldn't be used in the way that I am now. Um, And a testament to that is that every single kind of spoken word that I've ever put out, it's only been from a place of, of, of really just worshiping in a place of, of, of spending that time with God, because it's all, divinely inspired if that makes sense so it's like I don't know if I don't know it might not be the same for all creators or people like that or who want to speak or say things it's just the fact that as long as the Holy Spirit is the one that's guiding you and leading you that's where purpose is found don't seek the purpose without the person behind it if that makes sense Mm, um and I think that's that really did just unlock something different because I realized wow it's intimacy like Elizabeth said um that really leads you to find out what it is that you're meant to be doing but yeah wow I love that because even in preparation for today, um, the Holy Spirit led me to the story of the prodigal son and how um, this guy, he was, as long as he was connected to the father, he had all the camels, all the um, food, everything that he could want, all the cows and goats that were in his father's compound. But he decided to take what he wanted and to leave and he left the source. And even though he was a son of a father, he had a lot of money, he ended up living as a squalid, you know, beggar for food. And he ended up doing things that were out of character for him. He was, you could say that he wasn't fulfilling his purpose. He was feeding pigs. He was doing things that were lonely because he didn't stick with his father. But the moment that he came back, the Bible said that he came to his senses and realized that even the servants in my father's house have more to eat than what I'm eating right now. So he went back to his father's house and he ended up having a change of clothes and his garment was changed. He put on perfume. They gave him nice food. They gave him a feast. They gave him a ring to put on his finger. You know, his outward appearance changed and you can say that he began to walk in purpose, but that only began when he came to his senses that he should be with his father. And I think it's the same mm-hmm. thing for us. Like the moment when we go back to God and say, you know what, God, like, I actually can't do this life without you. You're in, let me actually tap into what I have. I have access to you, but I'm not speaking to you. I haven't been spending time in your presence. I haven't been spending time reading your word. I haven't been spending time speaking to you. And the moment that we come back to our father, it's like we begin to walk in purpose because we're literally in communion with the source, the source of yeah. our joy, the source of our peace, everything we could ever want. And now that we're communing with the source of our life, our outward appearance begins to change. We begin to look mm-hmm. different. We begin to put on a, not a ring for marriage, but we begin to look differently. We begin to put on different clothes. You know what I mean? And I feel like that story of the prodigal son is such an important story. If you think about like, mm-hmm. because that prodigal son only started living a life that was full of purpose the moment that he came to his senses and went back to his father. Wow. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that as well. I feel like sometimes we try to seek our purpose on this earth like that, but separate it from the will of God. But I believe that our purpose and the will of God, they're inseparable. You can't really discover your purpose, as Tabitha was saying, without seeking the one who is behind it all. Um, and so even I wanted to read a scripture in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, according as his divine power have given us unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that have called us to do unto glory and virtue. So I feel like with this scripture, it's basically saying that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So everything that pertains to our happiness and well-being is within God. God has the power to do all of that. But you only are able to access those things in knowing him. So unless you actually know him, unless you've sought his will for your life, you can't actually tap into what your purpose is. And so I think as Christians, we need to really like stop seeing it as their separate things. So it's like, okay, so I have my ministry on the side where I serve and work for God. But then I have my life, which I believe is my purpose and my individual calling. They're two like things that are not entangled, <laughs> entangled, but they're two <laughs> things that are interlinked. You can't separate the will of God from the purpose that you believe you should be walking in. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to read another scripture as well. This is like one of my faves. And it says... Um, it's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 and it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them so I feel like this literally spells out the purpose of every Christian on this earth I feel like sometimes we think oh I should have my own purpose like I should be created I don't know to be the first woman who goes on the moon or something and all of this is really nice but we've actually been created as Christ's workmanship, so to work for him. So our main purpose on earth is not to build all these lovely houses, build all these cars, be the first person to do this, be the first person to do that. But rather our purpose on this earth is to work for Christ. And in working for Christ, it means feeding his sheep. That was the commandment, the ultimate commission that he gave us, to feed his sheep and to tell people about him. So I feel like whenever you feel as though you've lost your way or you've lost your purpose, always refer back to the scriptures and see, am I actually doing what God has purposed me to do? Or have I kind of deviated onto my own track, trying to work out my own purpose when already it's been stated years past what our actual purpose and the reason for our creation was. Do you know what I love about what you said as well? It's the fact that everything that we need to fulfill the purpose that God has made us for is already within us mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like unlocking it's a matter of revealing it's a matter of bringing forth the things that god has placed mm-hmm. within us so the feeling that we have to find it from some external way this this looking outwards all this looking outwards where's my purpose it's within you it's already inside you it's just about working that how it is that we can make that connect um so i really would like implore everyone to stop seeking all these things on the outside to try and find your purpose to try and find um oh why am i here what can i do what can i do this person's doing that this person's doing that stop it stop 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 it's within it's within god has placed it within you before you were formed in your mother's room he knew you he knit you he knit you he formed your inward parts all the things that you were called out to go and do it's already inside so so I really would just, again, employ you to start looking within, to spend that time with God and just really unlock what's, what he's put inside. It's really exciting and it's a really great journey to, to really embark on, honestly. 
you know, whether you're a lawyer for God or a dancer for God or whatever, you know, maybe you're in the marketplace. You might not be necessarily in the, necessarily in the church. It doesn't matter what you do. It's for God. And like Lashar said, you don't separate ministry from God. It's not, oh, I do ministry in the church and then I come home and it's my life. No, we have been joined with Christ, the Bible says. Our life is now hidden with Christ, meaning everything we do has to be intertwined with who Christ is. We have to get to a point where we see our family as ministry, our life as ministry. Whether I walk down the street, I'm in ministry. Whether I speak to my my friends, I am in ministry because I'm living for Christ. I am now living for Christ. And I think we have to stop compartmentalizing God. Stop giving him sections of your life. He wants all of your life. He wants your entire life. And it reminds me of what, what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Emptying yourself of all that you are, of all of self. And it's so funny because this culture that we live in will tell you, you know, find yourself, like Tabitha said, find, no, 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 you need to die to self. You need to actually die to self and live in, in and through Christ Jesus. And I think it's so important that as Christians, we are continually renewing our mind. Our prayer every single day is God, empty me out. It should be God, let me die to my flesh because your flesh is against the purpose and will of God. Your flesh wants to tear you down. Your flesh, the enemy, and the world are your three biggest weapon warfare sorry against the will of God in your life and I just think we have to continue to understand that wait our life is Christ he has to be our life if not then it, I can we have to really question a couple of things there if if Christ isn't enough for you what what does that mean if Christ isn't enough for you in this time what makes you think he'll be in, a, a boyfriend will be enough for you or a girlfriend or a relationship we have to stop trying to find purpose in situations and creation rather than the creator of the purpose if that makes sense what do you guys think about um what do you guys think about that I think when, when you were speaking, I was just thinking of, um, and I was looking at my notebook as well, Colossians 1, 16, like the latter half says, all things have been created through him and for him. So created through Christ Jesus, but also for him. So it's like the fact that we're trying to live for ourselves. So many of us are trying to live for ourselves, um, but we're not, we're not here for ourselves, just that. We're here for him. And we're created through him. So I think it's about what you said. Our lives are hidden in Christ. Our lives are for Christ. Our lives are... Are, are not our own I think that's one thing that that when you come to the realization that my life is not my own I've been born at a price I've been born at the highest price the life of the king of kings wow I live with him I'm I'm everything I need to do is, is for him and about him um and that might not be you know like Liz said oh um you're, every day you're just preaching in the streets like that's all you're doing no but through all the things that you are doing you know in your head that you're working for him for his glory and, and for his glory alone so so yeah, that's what I would say about that to you. Wow, 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 wow. Time goes by when you're having fun. Can you imagine 15 minutes already? What an amazing episode with our guest, Tabitha Musa. And we just had such an amazing discussion on the importance of knowing your purpose in Christ. Honestly, we, the Heavenly Gates crew, had so much fun with Tabitha and we're really excited for the next episode that's going to be out next week so stay tuned next week friday at 6 p.m we're going to see a part two of this conversation that was started today if you enjoyed it please share and continue to like and follow our um, spotify page Hello and welcome to Heavenly Gaze. This is part two of a conversation that we've been having with Tabitha Musa on purpose. Sit back, relax, get your popcorn and your notebooks ready because a lot of wisdom and knowledge is going to be spilled today. 
Be blessed as you watch this episode. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like one thing that keeps on coming up is how every part of our life belongs to God. We are hidden in God. Like this life is not our own. This life, it means for Paul literally said, for me to live is Jesus Christ. And I feel like as young people, so not everyone, not every one of us have has a job at the moment. But every one of us has a like a, a public um preaching ministry or something like that. But you know what we do have? We have a family. We have people around us in our home every single day. We can share love to our family. We can share love to people who are around us. It doesn't have to be something big. God literally wants to use us where you, where you do, where you are. And I feel like the more time we spend in communion with him, it's like the Bible says that God is love. I know lives in love, lives in God. We begin to literally live every single day in love, in our family at home. We'll, we'll, help, we'll, do, the, we'll do the extra bit. We'll go the extra mile because we're living in love now. We have love on the inside of us, so we can't help but share it and give it to everyone who's around us. And I think that's just so amazing. Yeah, honestly, I think, do you know when they say charity starts at home and all of that, even from a spiritual sense, like your first steps into ministry and your first steps into working for God, if you can't kind of bring it into effect whilst at home, then kind of what makes you think that you'll be able to do it outside? Because so often it's like in church, we're a completely different person to the way that we are at home. Like my pastor always gives the example of you look really, really nice now, but what does your bedroom look like at home? And I always used to laugh about it like, oh, that's so jokes. Yeah, what does my room look like? Ha ha ha. But now I'm really deep in it. My room is a reflection of the way that I behave at home. And so if it's looking messy and everything, then it's almost as though I'm trying to present a different face to everybody else. But you have to make sure that every area of your life is in check. Like it can't be that one area is just perfect and the other area is horrible. Because it's like with a house, if it's like every room is furnished and beautiful, but the bathroom smells disgusting. It's like if somebody comes to your house, it's like, yeah, I can see you've made the effort to fluff the pillows, to vacuum, but there's a smell that is just making it so that's throwing everything off of kilter so it's the same with our lives it's like yeah you look amazing in church you're worshiping your education is really good but the way that you speak to your mum is just causing a weird smell in your life so i think as christians to be able to walk in the purpose that god has already predestined for us we have to desire that not that our whole life will be perfect but at least that we're striving to make sure that our whole life is directed by the will of God and is in line with the word of God. And also something that stood out to me from what Elizabeth was saying was that the world will tell us, oh, search for your purpose, discover what your purpose is on this earth. But it's already been predestined for us in the Bible. And so I think it's so important as Christians to always refer back to the word of God because these things have been said and they've been declared years ago. But it's because we are so accustomed to the um, to the ways of this world that we think everybody's searching for their purpose on earth let me also search for my purpose so then you go on all these different schemes and all these websites trying to discover your purpose but as christians we've been called out of that life and we've been set apart so if an unbeliever is searching online for their purpose how can we be right beside them searching on the same website it should be that we're diligently searching through the scriptures to discover what our purpose is because little do we know but god has actually stated it in black and white what we're here to do what he's planned for us but it's just a matter of being diligent and like caring enough to actually seek it out um, i love that how can i 
believe in me searching on the site and we are just searching on the site right next to them. No, that's it. I think it's a thing where purpose is the idea of, you know, the fulfilled, um, the, the fulfilled intention of a thing, like the, the intention of a, of a person or a thing being fulfilled. And it's like, so often we're finding fulfillment in, in the idea of success and often worldly success, but that's not where we as believers should be finding fulfillment. Um, we're called to bear fruit. I know that in, I can't remember what scripture, let me be real, but um, any, any, any branch that does not bear fruit will be cut off and that kind of thing. Um, so we're kind of called to fruitfulness. We're called to the idea of, um, of bearing fruit for the kingdom. Um, but again, this is all just from a place of, this is from a place of love. This is from a place of intimacy. This is from a place of just, of God, of living within Christ. So instead of searching for success, instead of searching for um, the idea of money and monetary gain and all this, okay, I'm not condemning those things, but search for fruit and let success be a byproduct of you bearing that fruit. So start to really walk in love. Start to really, start just bringing bringing joy, bringing peace to different situations, all these things that you're doing, that's, that's where our purpose will be found. That's where our purpose will be fulfilled because we're showing and spreading and, and, and displaying and declaring the glory of God through us in our lives. So, and even in doing that, in doing that, imagine now, so you're in your workplace and you're just being kind. Like everyone else is miserable and you're just being kind. You're just helping. You're just um, going the extra mile. What are you going to get? You're going to get the promotion in the end. So instead of you searching for, I really want, I'm just going to be mission. I'm just going to be like, I want to climb the ladder. I want to um, chase the bag, chase the bag, chase the bag. Be kind and let that elevate you. Be good and let that elevate you. Be, be, (laughs) I say no one is good but God, let's be real. But like walk in that love, walk in faithfulness, be faithful, be loyal. Loyalty gets you so far. Show honour. All these things that um, you kind of forsake sometimes for the idea of chasing success and being purposeful and all these things. Um, that's not what we're. That's not what we're called to do. Show, bear the fruit and let that let success be a byproduct. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say as well. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for this session today of Heavenly Gates. Lord, I pray that as we have discussed purpose and Your will that you give us the grace and the diligence to walk in your perfect will, O God. Lord, I pray that you place in us a heart that desires to know your will, a heart that desires to search and seek for your will, and maybe walk in it, Heavenly Father. I pray that you give us a heart of compassion for the lost. May you break our hearts for what breaks yours, Heavenly Father. And I pray that we will begin to continue the work that Christ has started as you have called us to be Christ's workmanship. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hear my